0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Move, Breathe, Live with me, Wibbs Coulson, or my, sometimes my wife, Jenny Wren. Just a quick note to say that throughout this episode, myself and my guests sometimes do get a little bit potty mouthed. There is the occasional profanity. So if you find that right now you need to listen through headphones, if you've got kids around or something else, then it might be an idea to do so or we'll come back later to this episode. I hope you enjoy the episode and will let me know what you think. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Move, Breathe, Live with me, withs Yoga. This week's episode is brought to you by Bamboo Clothing. Bamboo have been kind enough to support me for the last year and a half, and I've been teaching online for them throughout the whole of lockdown. Bamboo basically make, in my eyes, probably the best clothes I could ask for. There's athletic clothes, there's yoga clothes, there's general uh, comfy Clothes that you can wear day to day, shirts, jeans, and the like. They are working to be carbon negative, completely carbon negative um, before 2030. And you can get 15% off any of their gear using the code WIBS15. So if you head over to them, have a look. Most comfortable pants in the world, pretty much just live in them. Yoga clothes for men, women, if you're listening, get your men some gear. It's amazing. Go use the code WIBS15 hello again everybody welcome back to move breathe live it's me wibs bringing you another episode this week every monday as always hopefully you're enjoying them uh i hope you enjoyed anthony's chat last week about anatomy emotion and the general movement of uh, the human body hope you found something useful from it uh just just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's listened and downloaded episodes of gone over five thousand. uh downloads in under four months basically so it's pretty amazing so thank you all so much for listening sharing and making the most of this content i'm putting out Uh, please do continue to leave me uh, reviews and ratings on whatever you can apple if you use it Um, maybe if you don't go and leave me a uh, google review that would be great but yeah I hope you're all having a great week uh this week i have got uh, another anatomy emotion friend although it's not so much a chat about anatomy emotion it's more about scars and scarring and working with them to further our holistic uh outlook on our life so the psychosocial emotional um physical side of everything and how scars can play into this and it's with my friend Kendra Toothill so I think there's so much in this that men and women can get from it it's more of a chat uh, around for women I guess because Kendra mainly works with women but I think men and women you can take plenty from it and get some great tips as to how you can begin to perhaps Work through areas of your body which may be holding up either your breath or uh, the ability of body parts to move fluidly and easily, and perhaps how that is then playing into larger areas of your life. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Please do, as I say, like, share it, subscribe. Let me know what you thought of it. Let kendra know i'm sure she would appreciate if you enjoy the episode in the show notes will be all of kendra's links so make sure you do go and check her out uh, she's doing some amazing work have a great week everyone we'll be back next week with dr matt dewar but in the meantime enjoy kendra's chats and i'll see you all very soon Good afternoon kendra thank you very much for coming and joining me
1: yeah thank you so much for having me i'm very excited to be here
0: that's my absolute pleasure um so i'm gonna chuck this over to you in just a few moments to let yourself introduce yourself because i think it's much better that it comes from you rather than me reading some kind of script or something um so yeah and then i'll kind of go into a little bit of uh, how i guess how we know each other and whatever else but uh i shall throw it over to you to let everyone know who you are and what you do?
1: Sure, uh, my name is Kendra Toothill and I'm a holistic women's health therapist and I work with women who have physical scars on their body. So I help women transform their well-being by working their scars and over about a decade of work I have created a system called Scarves Reigniting Your Feminine And so it's a progressive kind of system that helps women get through some of the biggest health challenges that they have at the sites where it may be some of life's biggest struggles. So I help women kind of connect the dots between like what they're going through physically, emotionally, energetically, and see that a lot of that stuff, a lot of those symptoms is coming from their scars. Once we figure all that out, Then we just journey on forward through the system. So it's not just manual scar work. There's a bunch of other types of practices in there. There's movement, of course. There's breathing practices. Uh, There's all sorts of different things, including like mindset and all of that. So I've started doing that exclusively. I have two different ways that I work with women. I have a group program, and I also work one-to-one with women on a six-month program. So that is pretty much the gist
0: nice nice um so well i guess we'll come on this will kind of bring into how we got or how you got there i guess but um so i've known kendra now for best part of two well, two and a half years it is which is weird uh, i can't believe that course is that long ago um when i went and studied my first anatomy and motion course back in january 20 whatever that was 19 or 18 or something i can't remember um And you were assisting on that. Um, So you've said you've been doing uh, the scar, working in and around with scars for the best part of a decade now. I can't quite remember, but I mean, it'll be kind of cool to perhaps dive briefly into some of the anatomy and motion side of things and how maybe that's influenced any of your work around scars. We've had Gary on so far. Um, Anthony's coming out next week. So hopefully people will have a bit of an idea about, the anatomy and motion world um and then kind of maybe how you've gone from there into or how you have taken from that and actually how it influences your work of scars because i think with me in particular and i'm super keen to hear some of your takes on some of this work around scars because especially with women man scars are just it's crazy how much they hold up movement so um yeah so how when did you first do your anatomy and motion work how long have you been on I that
1: first took anatomy and motion I believe in 2017 okay I'm cool. not mistaken and I've taken it eight times
0: yeah since. yeah that, that one always gets me because people always say to me <laughs> I've literally had people go but why would you go and do it again <laughs> it's like because there's too much <laughs> <Yeah>. to know <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's like watching a really good movie over and over, except (laughs) for you're studying the movie. Uh, So my my background is actually as an athletic therapist. So I started out uh, almost 10 years ago now working with athletics. I worked with, as a Canadian, I worked with rugby in the summer, ice hockey in the winter, and I worked at a high school. And I was learning... Through that kind of preliminary period, like just fresh out of, out of uni that, uh, it wasn't really the way I wanted to work. It felt really like short-term fixes. It wasn't really super satisfying. Everyone was just like, make sure I'm good to go for this, which is, you know, tomorrow yeah. or the, week <laughs> of the game next weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that wasn't, yeah. it wasn't really my jam. So around that time I, I pivoted and I switched into, I really wanted to work with people very deeply in a, in a meaningful way. So I opened up my own clinical practice and around that time, I was doing a ton of work in neurology uh, and also because I have an athletic background, I was just rich into physiology and biomechanics and all that was already kind of my jam. I was super geeky and sciencey and uh, at the peak of my clinical profession, I was super unwell, like super sick. I actually started taking anatomy motion, the very first anatomy motion course I took, I couldn't stand. I was so nauseous and so unwell. And I think you've seen me be unwell in the the Uh, class before. Yeah. 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 So I I, I was really, really unwell at that time, probably at the end of 2016. You know, I had all the stuff, you know, food intolerances, sleep paralysis, relationships in the can, just totally in the bin, um, chronic pain, all the kind of digestive stuff that we hear people kind of going on and on about. That was me. And uh, at that time, I needed to kind of stray away from my Western medicine, kind of like this tangible stuff that is my background and that I loved and I had to dive into other places and look more deeply at who I was as a person and like what's actually missing here. So that was my lean into like Eastern tradition and philosophy. And over time, I just really started to blend them and like really pulse in and out of, of both. And, you know, fast forward a few years on that, took Anatomy Motion, uh, which just, uh, as you know, just blows your socks off. (laughs) It just kind of opens up the door that I really needed to to have opened. And I've since taken all of that amazingness that is Anatomy Motion and and taken some of the concepts because uh, as Gary and Chris have said before, like, you know, these are kind of like these concepts in this physiology, this philosophy, it applies everywhere. You can see it yeah, everywhere. Yeah. It is in nature. It is in, you know, it's part of the universe. That's what makes it so golden. So I've taken some of those concepts and added them into the scar work. And um, most recently I have just, you know, like you said, women have a lot of scars dove into that kind of niche area. I work with women generally who are over 40 because they're more likely to have scars. Mm-hmm. But however, you know lots of women have scarring so it's all it's all good to me
0: yeah yeah for sure um yeah i mean in and around that like so with the anatomy and motion work i've found that you know especially working with women i've and one of the things i kind of want to get into in a second is like c-sections and episiotomy type scarring mm-hmm. ideas because I, I am by no means in any way like <laughs> uh someone who has lots of experience of scars you know i've got my own appendix scar which i spend time playing with an awful lot and working with but it blows people away and i've had literally had women who have been unable to move their pelvis like they haven't been able to like tilt it forward or backwards of layman's terms uh but and you know then we've kind of gone through it and i've kind of gone okay And then finally, they've gone, Oh, you know, my kids were like, any scars? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, I did have a C section or something. And then we've just literally put the, the client's fingers, like, just rested them lightly in her scar. And it's completely unlocked her entire pelvic movement and then the relationship to the rib cage and the neck. And then how, you know, headaches and stuff like that have all just dissolved away, not permanently. But, you know, for three or four days of just like they've had two years of like chronic headaches or just discomforts and like poor sleep, poor struggling to eat, etc. And then just playing of that, getting the pelvis to move changed. Everything. And it's. I mean, you guys who are listening can't see it, but it blows my fucking brain off like it's unreal. And people just cannot believe like they almost don't believe it at first when I go that's better and they go, is it move? fuck me it's but that is different isn't it um so yeah i guess we're you know hopefully diving in a second into you know as you say you work predominantly or mainly with women and sort of slightly old women but um older inverted commas by the way people older that was i wasn't calling if you were over 40 old by the way um (laughs) just just clarify that so i mean with the scars then what's the what's your thought process around them then like with with the idea of going into work from the east and the west that you're pulling in
1: yeah so i like to explain luckily when i started working with athletics and chronic and complex types of pain and, and kids i started to like really and anatomy motion helped me with this as well like get rid of the crazy terminology the labels Diagnoses all the kind of junk and just like get real and talk really simply. So the way that I like to explain the scars is that you want to imagine that as the scar is healing, it's burying itself down quite deep through the body and it's creating, uh, I give two visual options. You can either imagine it like Spider-Man's web, just kind of burying Love itself Spider-Man's in. web. There you go. Or like little wads of gum, like just sticking and, and, and you know, getting it all stuck. And particularly in the abdomen, when you're talking about those abdominal scars, when the scar is healing, it wants to uh, make sure that it's good to go for all the ranges of motion that are available. So the spine, like their torso, has a lot of range. So as it's healing, it's bearing itself down and looking for bone. It's looking for like stable, solid structures that are reliable and can you know lock onto. So depending on where your abdominal scarring is, it will either go down into the pelvic bones. It can also go up into the rib cage. And then because our environmental factors and we're kind of just generally unwell, unfortunately as a population, our digestive system, as an example, if we're constipated, if we have slow digestion, the scarring can start to bury itself into that kind of confusing Mm -hmm. a supposed hollow organ for a solid. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're stuck in Zoom meetings, or this is really common with teachers back in the day, if you don't have time to go to the bathroom and empty your bladder, it will also start to bury itself and kind of latch itself on into there. So there's all these like environmental things that kind of play in now. So this is how I explain scars. And then I also like to kind of put them in two different camps. I like to talk about pressure problems that scars can create as well as joint centration problems, like the joint is no longer centered because of the scar. And Mm -hmm. I also talk about areas on the body where they're most significant, which is pretty much just top of the head to pelvic floor, how those create the most disruption because of the organs, because of the range of the spine and how everything kind of moves off of this center point into the limbs, down to the fingers and toes.
0: Nice, cool. So then like from there, then I guess, you know, without just turn my heat off, don't need that on Um, from there building out into where you would then go with it. Do you, you know, is the more hands, you know, do you start with the more hands on sort of manual movement side of things, or you've kind of said it earlier that the uh, emotional kind of, uh, spiritual that kind of more yeah mental side that mental healthy side you know everything that you perhaps tie into a scar is it a case of you know mindset and that before you then start moving into it or you know it, it, i'm sure that i already know but like i'm sure that all of those prongs of attack are all as equally as important as one another Totally.
1: So I like to like just divvy it up in, into like physical problems that could be going on as well as energetic slash emotion, because I kind of put those in the same camp. Because I kind okay. of view of, like thinking, emotion, and energy as the same quality. Like energy is a coming in and a coming out. Yeah. I think a thought is like an in and out emotion. Emotion should be an in and out. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. We kind of hold on to those a little bit longer than necessary. But those are the ways in which I explain. And so, depending on where the scarring is, sometimes it's beneficial to work the physical, meaning like do movement, do breath work, do different types of manual stuff on the scar. Uh, Sometimes it's not a good idea to approach that primary, to do like that first. Sometimes you do need to hit into the emotion. I think most people, once you start talking this way, they understand, like, oh, yeah, of course, a scar. Is is impacting me, but I don't get why or how. How is this happening? Mm-hmm. And once you start, you know, labeling it out, and you go through their their timeline, aka their past history, they can start to make sense of this. Um, but how do we actually start to, you know, get into the into the problem? How can we start getting into this? So I help what people understand that every scar has a story, and we need to understand that emotional kind of quality that's locked up in the scar specifically in three different phases. So I talk about this emotional, energetic consideration and the before the scar, uh-huh. which is, you know, the range of how people, women feel about their bodies before any type of plastic surgery or like breast augmentation, or if they're an athlete and they were, you know, at the top of their game and then an accident happened, like what was their general feeling going on and like inner dialogue vibe of their life? prior to, then the during, usually the scar is a, is a surgery or an accident or like in a, some sort of event circumstance that happened, always emotion wrapped up into that, particularly mm-hmm. fear. And then the after is kind of a long phase, depending on how old the scar is, whether the scar is a month old or decades and decades old, you can still impact it significantly. It doesn't really matter how old it is. It just matters how deep we go into it. Yeah, so yeah. there's really this kind of building and, and what's cool about scar work particularly is this is one of the best ways to access emotion and energy that's stuck. A lot of people will think, uh, you know, I've done that. I've done, you know, uh, talk like, uh, Psychotherapy or any type of talk therapy like that, or I've yeah. done guided meditations or inner child or you know, all the stuff. But sometimes we can't access it all. And so when you're actually touching, making physical contact with the scar, like this stuff just flies out. I've seen, I mean, I had some wild stories about <laughs> things that have happened in the middle of working in the scar. So it really gives you a beautiful access point into that into that struggle into the the emotion and the hurt and the the real suffering of the area Um, so there's all of that and then there's all of the like geekiness that I really lean into and I love which is you know the biomechanics and the neurology and the physiology of what's actually going on and how can we you know manually or indirectly directly move it around
0: yeah I mean I think like what you were just saying there like just makes me think of how this chat kind of really came about was i tagged you in an instagram post a few weeks ago of me kind of highlighting my scar and like bits and pieces and i just kind of threw it out there and was like oh you know do any of you kind of the like there was quite a few women who were replying saying oh i've got x scar z scar c scar whatever you know and actually i hate it and i don't go anywhere near it. i don't want to touch it i don't want to and you suddenly find like like I, I i i don't know because i guess i've always just like prodded and poked mine for like i've only really got one proper scar and i've always kind of just fudged about with it a bit um and actually i don't never really considered quite how much again until some of this work and in, in particular that post but like how much people avoid their scars like Absolutely. that and and you suddenly realize that must be a huge part of their body that they're just, they have no awareness about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a a big deal. And that's also why you choose the method appropriately. So if a woman says like, you know, I can't even look at myself in the mirror, which is very common with C-section or lower abdomen abdomen Mm -hmm. surgeries, or I feel like nauseous and sick if I touch it, or I just get like this icky feeling when I go near it, you're not going to want to do manual touch on the scar as your primary, like is the first thing you yeah. go. That's way too intense and overwhelming. You want to, part of the importance of this is you respect and honor yourself and, and this, the whole circumstance around the scar and who you are right now. And that's so big and, and you do want to approach it with kindness and tenderness because you are walking into whether you recognize it or not. Some of life's biggest struggles that may yeah. not, be on your radar as a big struggle but when you get down into it there could be tons of stuff just associated with with the event
0: yeah yeah and it is kind of as you say it's almost that thing of you've got the event but even the you know maybe even the first week or two or four like or month or whatever like post and then all of the kind of psychological stuff that potentially goes with it like if you had a really i can just think of a few of my clients but you know really horrendous like post appendix and then you know it burst it goes wrong and then all of a sudden you've got like time in hospital repeated surgeries whatever like all of that stuff it's you've got the scar but then there's so much kind of tied in with it and kind of having to try and cope with all of that is yeah delicate let's put put it that way
1: yeah absolutely and then you have just the whole spiraling of your physiology if you have a scar on your abdomen the scarring will restrict function to its neighbors you know it will bury itself in and like bog down the system like how everything is functioning and the way that like to the eastern philosophy idea the way that we want to view our body as as a whole yeah, but yeah, yeah. In in modern Western, we we pull it out and we go. This is my digestive system. This is yeah. my respiratory system. But really, like that's not how we're functioning. So when one thing is is irritated or not working well, it takes everything down slowly over time. So that's why, in my work in anatomy, motion, and a bunch of other holistic kind of approaches, we're looking at the system as this integrated piece, and that we are trying to as best we can remove labels and stop talking about, you know, I have this, 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 that seems really scattered. Like as you're describing, it could be like headaches, plantar fasciitis, food intolerances. I can't sleep. My relationships are are in the tube. All of this stuff seems separate, but when you really get into watching this cascade happen and making sense of it all, this is probably one of the best Parts about working with your scars is you see that the dots get connected in your own life and your own timeline, and then it, it validates what you're feeling because most people have all this stuff going on and nobody's giving them answers. They're trying the, you know, they're getting the gut m- microbiome testing and yeah. they're going gluten free and they're like, you know, changing their pillow or whatever they're doing, but they're not actually getting to the crux of the problem. And scar work gives people answers, which is the most empowering piece, and then because we're online now almost exclusively and i am almost 100 percent online now it puts the person in the driver's seat like they're the active influencer of their well-being it's not a passive process where you go lay down on a table yes. for an hour and you get it done to you you yes. you feel it you build that relationship you do that healing we check in and i help and guide you uh, but really like it, that's your role and that's such a boost of confidence and of empowerment. It's
0: great. I, I kind of feel like um there's something I want to dive into which kind of but I'm gonna bring up my wife here just because you know she she kind of had a few bits that she wanted to kind of bring up. But talking about that, they just uh there's the idea of like almost one of the points before of when you have a scar that makes you feel a bit nauseated and a little bit like you just don't like it to being touched. Like she doesn't mind me saying this because she's kind of talked about it all the time, but she's got an one on her ankle from when she was about six or something like that on her foot. And she just, she hates it. Like if I I'm sitting next to her and I like touch it at night, just to even She's got her feet up. on me. And I touch it. She shits the bed. She does not like it being touched. And then she yeah. had a whole bunch of like work done on it, you know, by a masseuse. and, you know, she got kind of better at, it being touched but like actually you know from my like i have kind of said to it, it's kind of needing to like dive in herself and actually like you said take the reins over it and actually you kind of try and pull it apart a bit more that's kind of and i think from my perspective maybe it you probably had it before but like with anatomy and motion, just how much that requ- not requires but it you know you don't do a lot you just stand there and go move that better move that more move that you know do you know what i mean um, and so it really does kind of highlight that you're in the driving seat, and it's your body, and actually you're you're the one who's got the power to to improve your current place and situation. Which yeah. follows on to what I wanted to say was in one of your posts on Instagram. I was trying to find it because I wanted to reread it and go through it, but I couldn't find it. So I'm just going to blag it, and hopefully that you'll know roughly what I'm talking about. But you kind of mentioned about how. You know scarring can you know have knock-on effects towards lots of other things like anxiety and kind of depression and you know actually coat and dealing with a scar you're not aware of might actually be or that you're aware of but you haven't ever done any work with could actually be the bedrock and the the root of you know the your mental health state
1: yeah that is exactly, that is exactly how I talk about it. Yeah. So uh, as, 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 yeah, nailed it. Um, as we kind of dive into these concepts, we start to really get that, you know, we aren't talking about body systems and we're really not talking about body and mind I try to, as I was just saying, like really get away from all that label. And I actually really like talking about the elements and seeing how like qualities of earth, of water, of fire, wind and space are kind of intruding or, or overriding areas where we have a less than or, or a too much of somewhere. So yeah. a lot of scars create just stuckness, stagnation, creates a heaviness, it creates a bogged downness. And that kind of spiraling effect can, for example, create uh, too much wind in your mind. Like I I try to avoid talking about the mind and thoughts as like this, this thinking thing. I want you to think about mind and and thoughts and and anxiety like a tornado. Yeah, Just Like, like, like. So as soon as that thing gets picking up speed, it's just going to create more speed And it's not just you know what we're thinking what kind of foods are we eating that also increase wind things like eating a bag of crisps increases wind crackers like all that stuff so this really ends up being just a whole holistic dive in to really understanding like you said like the the real problem and it could have been trace it all back to a scar it's very common that people will be experiencing usually not one, like between five and 15 different things. And almost, you know, 80% of those things started after the scar. Yeah. Yeah. Started after something, especially significant things like hysterectomies, C-sections, organ removals, cancers. Like these are, these are life changers and your life changes like how you interface with the world changes. And so that all needs to be broken down and it, it it's It's the scar physically itself, but how you totally, you show up in the world in a different way because of it. So that's really the holistic approach that I like to take on with people and help them understand and just acknowledge. Once we have the info, as you know, we have the solution, the path starts to form. It's just that we spend most of our life just confused, looking for answers, grasping at short-term fixes or trying something and it not quite working out. And it just perpetuates that lack of connection and that feeling of trust in ourselves that we can do it. And that, and that we have a, you know, a trust with our body. Like we understand what's happening and and what's going on. Most people don't have that and we need to build that up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I kind of, uh, again, I'm just kind of, you know, riffing off kind of people I've, you know, I don't like the word treated, but people who have come to see me and whatever else, but like, and it just makes me think of like how, when you kind of really start putting pictures together and how you know how they're breathing how they're breathing obviously will have a huge effect on as you've put it like the wind aspect of you know how their thoughts you know how busy they are how mentally you know busy their their mind is and whatever else but something as simple as like a scar wherever like even if it's just a relatively you know it doesn't it, it innocuous small scar but happened at a young age and you think the pain that perhaps that scar caused could have driven like an overbreathing, which then perhaps made you walk fine, you know and you can suddenly start to see how an entire posture could be held up through you know a, an inch long scar from the age of five could well be having a huge knock-on effect of you actually getting the most out of your body but actually also uh, your breath your your mind being one with your body more not constantly you know chasing around after its own tail it's um yeah it's fucking super cool
1: yeah when you're when you're a kid uh, when you're in a tiny body when you're like pre-pubescent that scar uh you grow into an adult and that scar will grow with you. So the scar will do something. It wants to be stable. It doesn't want to reopen. It needs to make sure that it's like locked down and and doing its thing because actually neurologically, the scar takes over the function of a lot of muscles in the neighborhood. It doesn't mean that the muscles underneath the scar are just like not functioning at all. It's just that they're not firing all cylinders. Maybe they're like 80%, maybe it's 20%. We got to figure that out. Um, So that, scarring like will grow as your bones grow as you get bigger. And that, that also applies if uh, like, say I have an abdominal scar, I'm a generally sedentary person. And then I get a diagnosis that I have cardiovascular health issues. And so I start taking up I don't know, walking and tennis and all of these other things, the scar is having to accommodate and has to grow to make sure it's still holding solid and and maintaining that neurological activity in the body. And it weighs it down the scarring that people have when they're little, are always a big deal especially when it's on your head and face so many yeah. people you know hit the edge of a coffee table or a piano bench or all you know you hear all they smack their face yeah. and those can be super impactful uh, anything you know like i said from the head to the public floor is always going to be significant we just want to find out how much
0: yeah for sure that's amazing um with that like from talking about from a young age you posted something this week maybe about uh the belly button the navel being technically a scar which i'd never really i'd never even considered the fact that that and it's makes complete sense do you know what I mean it's literally like the healing of like an oak what was a connection somewhere but like so in like i don't know this this just kind of blew my mind i've kind of haven't really processed it all properly but like the idea that uh something w- I- i'm pretty positive that even say someone myself who's pretty au fait with my own body i do kind of lots of work with my own body but like the idea that potentially a belly button is actually a scar and could be in some way influencing your ability to move breathe live sort of a better way can you uh maybe just elaborate a little bit in and around that see if i've kind yes. of jumped the mark or
1: Yeah. So what I, what I would say about the belly button is that it is a kind of weak link in the chain. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that the scar or the belly button itself is a scar. I mean, it totally is in its most basic form. I would say that it is a weakening area. Like it's very common to have a hernia there. Mm -hmm. We like to stick piercings in there. Um, You know, there's all sorts of Things that kind of go on in that belly button area, it's a common site for women to have investigative surgeries. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of different surgeries are going through the belly button as one of the port, like one of the holes that they use. Uh, So that definitely needs to be considered like when we're poking and prodding in there with whatever, it's a piercing or a a scar. But this is like your, that is your primordial connection to life, to to not just your mother, but to, to life. Yeah, so yeah. when you're poking in there, um, it is, it is a significant area. I know from my neurological training that it is also highly linked into the kind of energetic movements of the body. So right. we used to do a test neurologically to test the, uh, in a kinesiology sense, the Chinese meridians. And we would test by sticking fingers in the belly button to see how it would affect the the system, like the neurology. So it is a hot spot and we don't, we don't recognize that. And when we go in there, it's very common to get a poke into the belly button, like an incision. And most people don't even remember that they have incision sites there, but it really is a a primordial hotbed and an energetic kind of area.
0: It really kind of gets me because like, again, Jen won't mind, but like she's had uh, like laparoscopic sites through her belly button. And, uh, but like Jen like has a she she's not a belly button fan she she there's two things she probably dislikes <laughs> like belly buttons and bananas like those two things she, she's like terrified Bellies. of terrified of belly buttons and bananas um but it kind of yeah again it just kind of goes back to that same idea of all of that psychology and the emotions and whatever else and it would kind of be um yeah that's maybe something I'm hoping Jen's going to listen to this episode. Jen, make sure you listen to this episode. If you're, not, if you, I don't know why I'm saying it to her now, but you know she's not here. But still, <laughs> she can, uh, she'll have to listen to it, and so she can uh, get some of these ideas. Um,
1: and just, um, can I just add a little belly button point since we're talking yeah, yeah. about belly buttons. Yeah, yeah. If you want to think about the belly button from an Ayurvedic and yoga standpoint, like the uh, chakra point in line with the belly button, the Manipura chakra is the site at which you build energy and circulate that energy it really is like your fire of digestion and it not only is it uh, like a food digestion thing but it's a digestion of all things you know like the content that's coming in through your eyes or or whatever from social media it's how you're digesting situations and experiences and relationship dynamics between people around you of course it's your food but it's also just how long are you chewing on stuff metaphorically? Yeah. How long are you resting on it, letting it get stuck or how well, how good is your fire element? The element of fire is hooked up to that, that energy center. How well are you able to process stuff? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now that makes like, as you say, kind of going into that sort of slightly Eastern uh, Ayurvedic yoga point of view is, really true like and again i think that's kind of a side of things which most people are kind of scared to <laughs> consider and look at just because it sounds a bit woo woo and whatever else but it's uh like you say it's crazy when you start mapping these things over each other just how much um how much they do actually all just completely line up and as you say you've kind of got that side with then the almost like the um Taoist five uh, elements side of things i know it's kind of the same for um uh in yoga as well but still yeah it's kind of it's really cool um
1: yeah we can talk about belly buttons all day like as you know that's the center of mass area like mm-hmm. do you feel stable and and you know centered in your life there's all these like nice cool things you can start talking about yeah don't get me on my belly button chat i
0: was gonna say i'm definitely gonna uh, i'm definitely gonna start thinking about that with uh people who come to see me now <laughs> i can be like right let's uh let's consider your belly button for a minute um <laughs> you kind of mentioned it and I've literally just kind of popped into my head, but I guess, you know, I've got like, uh, those of you who aren't watching, I've got like arms full of tattoos and like chests and stuff. I remember going on my first, uh, like meetup and, and at me and most meetup over in Ireland. And, um, I remember Anthony and, um, someone else I've forgotten her name now. That's really bad. I literally had it in my head, like two, Karen, Karen Lacey. And they were basically commenting on my, my, my tattooed arm and basically saying it's just a fucking massive scar essentially which i've kind of always kind of then considered because you know i think gary or chris have always said like you always tattoo your fucking <laughs> your shit side Do you know what i mean you whichever side you're kind of your injuries are on you always tend to tattoo that your your history on that arm or whatever but um you know, from your perspective of working in and around things, kind of similar perhaps with piercings. I don't, you know, like, do you, you know, obviously those are much smaller kind of scars, I guess. But do you, does your work still take into account those things? I guess if you've had your belly button previously pierced or your, I don't know, um, uh, labia or something like that, I guess, you know, something is slightly more kind of delicate and, you know, that's gonna. That's potentially then gonna have like more of a, an emotional perhaps hold up than just like your ear or something like that. But do you find that yeah. with, with working so piercings?
1: Belly, belly, or I'm sorry, piercings in general. Like you got to think about like the emotion and the energy behind the situation and all of that. But you like just. If we go back to physical for a second like that's metal you're putting and your body is functioning on like energetic and electrics. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So
1: when you have like your nipples pierced for example and your heart is, you know, an electrical organ and it's sending out these, you know, ideally rhythmical waves and that wave is being emitted outwards to your body and that's how you're functioning and living and you got a uh, you know, a piece of metal there, sterling, silver, whatever's going, whatever's in there, it can disturb it for sure. Yeah, uh, That needs to be considered. The location definitely depends. Uh, I would say, I think that people who talk about scars and tattoos are talking about from a neurological perspective. Mm-hmm. I have heard many a time that you just put a bullseye on like, where yeah. your, where <laughs> your problems are with the tattoos. Uh, but I wouldn't say that the whole tattoo is a problem. I think that that would be like incorrect and you can see, you know, people who are, you know, martial artists, for example, who are in deep tradition and their, their whole bodies are tattooed and yeah. they're kicking ass and they're in their respected area. Their energy practices are up, their physical health is like, boom. Yeah. I wouldn't say that tattoos are, you know, bringing you down. However, there could be sites that are not moving as well, like flowing, like lymphatically, circulation, circulation, like other stuff that's there. Like, I don't know what's happened to that arm, but let's just say you got an arm sleeve and then you've also dislocated your elbow. That's interesting. Shoulder. Shoulder. So, (laughs) yeah, so I think it's more of a a map. And I think if you understand the, the, the way that the energetics in the body move, as well as the physical, like you're talking about biomechanics, it can start to make sense but I wouldn't say I wouldn't start shaming people and saying like, and now you got a whole scar on your body. Yeah. 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 That for you. That's
0: not yeah. cool. or yeah. right. Yeah. No, for sure. I think, uh, you know, I think uh, from, I think, well, for me, definitely this, you know, just on this side, my whole right side is bucked. And all of my tattoos are on my right side, like from my shoulder and my knee and everything. Um, and it's kind of interesting of how like I have, and I've kind of seen it in so many of the clients, it's just like, as you say, that bullseye of like my right side does not move freely. <clears throat> and like, it is almost like I have just like drawn, like, please look at this. Please look at this. Totally. Fucking area. Um, totally. Um, so if possible, I kind of want to look at just if, I don't know, it's kind of hard to say like whether or not you might go into this in a bit or not, but in and around like i guess as you said you mainly work with women and in and around uh perhaps slightly older let's say 40 plus women but with those i I kind of feel like so many people who come and see me it's kind of there's either breast scarring post like cancers or type thing i've had quite a few of those you know c-sections are seem so common these days um and sort of have some episiotomy type you know uh histories and whatever else but when it comes to those people you know obviously it's very individual and you have to you know suss out whether it's going to be emotional energetic first or physical and whatever else but you know how can people if they have any of these issues how can they begin to or any of these past things obviously apart from coming and signing up for all of your uh wonderful online work because that would then just help them solve all their problems uh straight away but uh outside of that kind of you know how do people begin to start to get to know their scars i guess how do people begin to go i actually haven't even considered my scar for this long like what the hell do i do and i kind of do feel like you know in i'm not saying Yeah, mainly aiming at women, I guess, because that's obviously what you do. But I kind of feel women and their bodies have a majority of the time a slightly different take on their own body to a men kind of men are a bit more stereotypically a bit like, yeah, I'm all right. It's a scar type thing. And, you know, scars are cool. Whereas women obviously hold on to these things a bit more. So how does how does a woman begin to dive into their body a bit more?
1: So the whole work that I do, the reason why I work with women over a year long program in a group or a six month one to one is because it really is a journey of personal development. So the first stage is in a nice way, a gentle way that feels comfortable for that person is to really get real with their situation. You know, we spend so much time pretending that we are okay, and, you know, we hear the examples all the time. We splash it on social media or whatever, whatever the thing is that we feel like it's okay. Maybe we numb out by watching lots of movies, distract ourselves by helping everyone else but ourselves. But there's so many ways in which human beings pull away from the kind of reality of the situation. And so that is the first step is to just be like, what's actually going on? Like, how is my physical body? And when you start stacking these things up and recognizing like, I can't really go down the stairs or I can not eat gluten or what, you know, all of these things physically, what movements can't you do? What's going on physically in your body? The actual like processing, like what's happening, your brain fog, headaches, your problem with your bowels, like get real with that. Those two like sections of the physical, and then also just start recognizing and being real with your energy, like in a super simple, non woo 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 -woo wee way. (laughs) (laughs) Woo (laughs) woo wee. Like, how's your energy? Like, do you get energy dips? Do you feel like you need caffeine? Like, do you get really moody? Like, what's going on emotionally? Are you very reactive? Just you know, plotting all of these things out and having a genuine kind of moment with yourself when you're like okay, yeah, I'm actually not so well, I'm not okay. And just knowing that that is like the foundation and also knowing that the, that's like the base thing that connects all humans is at the end of the day, like when you really pull yourself back enough, there's this, we all have this kind of sting of separation or aloneness or feeling not right or whatever the, whatever the word is, who cares what the word is, that, that feeling is there it really doesn't matter what the word is, but as soon as you start being like, okay, yeah, I feel this very deeply, it starts to move you in the direction of wanting to change. And then, so how do you actually start doing that in a, in a just very general way? You want to start interacting with the area, which is exactly kind of this, the foundation of what anatomy emotion is talking about. And just any type of spiritual work or personal development, you want to start engaging with the situation in some way. So The simplest way to start doing something with a scar that is not pokey proddy and intense and kind of can feel invasive is you start breathing into the area because as a general rule, like we won't be, uh, we will not be putting input in the area. The reason why we're like dissociated from an area, don't have awareness around it, not inhabiting it, void, dark space, whatever word you wanna say is because we don't put any input there. There's no stimulus. And so that perpetuates the problem. So you have got to start walking yourself down into input in a very gentle, very earthy kind of grounding way to start doing that. Recognizing you don't breathe there first. And if you have like breast scarring and abdominal scarring, you're very restricted in your breath because you're not moving your rib cage where your breast scars are. And then you're not breathing really low where your lower abdominal or wherever abdominal mm-hmm. scarring is. So just allowing that breath to go down because like we're talking about with anxiety or any type of windy like things, wind comes up and like circulates up in here and it usually gets stuck because we don't live down in our body. So you got to go down. It's like an earthy grounded reconnection. That's very, very, uh, it's very reliable to count on your breath. It's very gentle. It's not like you, like I said, are just banging in there with your fingers and just seeing what happens. So the first thing that you can do with all scarring, especially if it's on your torso, like head to pelvic floor is just start to acknowledge you're not doing anything in that area and gently start pushing input
0: into the area by moving it with breathing nice that's it yeah there you go guys take away tip number one start breathing into it <laughs> um and i guess like that kind of yeah again that kind of it just gets me thinking about so many people i've kind of seen and whatever else but like that idea of breathing down into your pelvic floor as well like some of the clients and women i've worked with who've like had pelvic floor dysfunction and stuff and actually one of the biggest things that actually worked for them and made such a big difference was just the change of breath in and around that part of their body like Absolutely. was so huge I
1: mean, we get in a weird way a lot of women get told to just start squeezing the heck out yeah. of it like it's just and then i so many women have this sense that they feel like they're body like their organs are going to fall out if they don't hold that contraction and as we know in anatomy motion like if you squeeze the crap out of anything like there's no function in that muscle it needs to go to its length that needs to stretch it needs to open and needs to function as if it's an elastic and open which pelvic floor breathing does it's one of the main breathing practices that i will teach women Yep. regardless of if they have an episiotomy scar or a breast scar or a thyroid or a whatever scar it's it's so it's all of that it's the muscle it's the physiology it's the anatomy it's the biomechanics but it's also just the going in like going down and in just like the choosing yes I'm going to work on this on this thing whatever the thing is
0: yeah and I think again going back to like again psychology and uh emotions and energy around it is such a I don't know it still seems like it's such a forbidden thing to even mention and like talk about even you know I've literally had the amount of people who have said like who come to me and just said oh basically I just got told to do my and Mm. wear wear a nappy or a pad basically for the rest of my life type thing because you know post child or whatever you know like and actually once we kind of got them to feel safe that actually their pelvic floor could actually move and, and, and hold them, uh, for want of a better word, it's maybe not most accurate, but, um, do they suddenly do you know what I mean that their, their sudden confidence in their own body just shoots through the roof and it's kind of, it's crazy that there's still such a, uh, a taboo thing to, to mention, and talk about it feels like to me anyway
1: yeah it definitely is it's the harder more abstract thing to talk about because it's really hard for people to put themselves in the conversation like they don't hear themselves in the words it's, it's still like removed. It's really easy to talk about physical health, which is why I always talk about it first. I'm always talking about the physical stuff that's going on in the body because it's grounded. It's earthy. People get it. They just look down and like, Oh yeah, there's my body right there. I'm going to flex that muscle. Like it's super easy to access. And when you do hit those emotions, they feed in both directions. Like when you do work on the energy and the emotion, the physical changes, like when you just start moving the pelvic floor with your breath, What that does to your digestion is like incredible. If you have to start breathing down and using your diaphragm, incredible for your digestion. Like what that does for your processing. Anytime you have something squeezed or anytime there's no movement somewhere, there's no movement like in the whole general vicinity and (laughs) what it does, it just destroys people's uh, like body system function. And it. Yeah perpetuates stuckness perpetuates stagnation and it just kicks up all of this kind of chaotic like stuff that we feel um, as symptomology as whatever you know food yeah, intolerances yeah. digestive bloating inflammation incontinence like while we're in that area hip tight like tension-based stuff vulnerable low back all the kids all That's the classics crazy. yeah yeah
0: and that is kind of going, almost going back to exactly what I kind of was asking earlier, really. But all of that stuff, you know, the well, everything you just mentioned is kind of lock and potentially be the long term effects of like scars, which you know, you know, as you said, it's almost like how much of your problems are post scar, you know, how many times as you know, your food intolerance is, you know arising and you know 20 years later or something but you know actually it's 20 years after that scar and you probably never even considered the fact that your scar could be the the root cause of it and you just you basically just cut out all your favorite pancakes because you think like going gluten-free is the <laughs> way to go
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's hard and like the to your point the kegel kind of diagnosis or the kind of exercise prescription that you get something that you get when you've just given birth or when something has happened doesn't mean that you need to keep that exercise prescription for 20 years yeah <laughs> like yeah. there's yeah. A, a purpose for stuff uh, like getting into the kegel yes kegel no is a whole other kind of yeah, topic yeah. but whatever exercise prescription you get it doesn't necessarily mean that this is the thing you need to adopt into your life until the end of time there's <laughs> like a reason for doing Every, stuff and when yeah, we yeah see ourselves in that way like we've lost the connection that we are human beings that are in flux and in motion and perpetually processing like just you and me sitting here there's so much stuff going on in our bodies it's insane Yeah, yeah when we get stuck in our kegel or when we get rigid thinking around something we just isolate ourselves in a box that separates us from everything in in nature and separates ourselves from uh you know people but really it separates ourselves from ourselves it really yeah, holds yeah. us hostage
0: that's the that's there you go exactly what you just said there that's the first fucking bit that's going to go on as a, a little sound bite for this episode it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so i can't believe we, we're nearly an hour up that was literally probably the easiest hour of conversation uh i can't believe it's pretty much there um but mm-hmm. before we do uh you've kind of already started going into stuff but um if someone was to listen to this and they were to try to take something away from the episode you know just something that they could try and put into their practice like five minutes a day obviously i know so many women and as we know like just how this came about that one post where i tagged you there was so many comments in that and you know a few people came and sort of followed started following you and sort of checking your stuff out like there's so many people who are, i'm going to say struggling with scars that that maybe they don't realize they are but if they were to take something away five minutes 10 minutes of some to try something a day what would you chuck at them
1: yeah so i will chuck at chuck at them (laughs) them. (laughs) (laughs) lovingly lovingly share no (laughs) yeah Uh, exactly i will will do a three a three-part guided practice and just share that Um, But before I do that, something that is so important to me is that people, women, but really just people know that there's answers to what's going on and, you know, what they're feeling, like what you're feeling at this time. And you feel just kind of, you know, depleted, beat up by not getting the right answer, feeling really helpless or overwhelmed by like man, I got to deal with this thing. Like, this is me now. It doesn't have to be that way. There's yeah. there's real good answers for things. It's just that we're not ans- asking good questions. When we ask good questions, we are like on the path toward changing. We have already kind of started to unravel the solution, but we need to, like I said at the beginning, start to just take responsibility for our ourselves, like get real and have those honest conversations and and that is the way forward. And there's people like yourself and many others that can help just kind of unravel these things. But what we're going through physically, energetically, emotionally is part of the kind of human condition right now. But it doesn't need to be that way. You can put the put the stop on that and take take the reins back on your on your health and well being. So I want to just put that.
0: Love it. There was a whole other another soundbite in there as well. I love it. It's like, it's, you're just making my life really easy to edit this out afterwards. Good, I love it.
1: Good, <laughs> um, all right. So this three part, this three part practice is super simple. You're going to do it with whatever scar that you have. It can be the small scars. It can be the big scars. What you want to do is you want to give yourself uh, five to 20 minutes to do it. And you want to do one scar at a time. You don't want to hang out on a Sunday afternoon and just be like, I'm going to just smash out all this now and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Because each scar needs time and consideration to be with, to actually kind of access what's going on there. And what this practice will do is it will actually give you insight into how much healing potential, like how much transformation potential is in the area. So as you go through this, it's not like oh, I feel really badly about myself. There's so much going on here. I don't know what to do. I feel overwhelmed. Actually, it's like, holy crap, like all these things that I've been feeling could be traced back here. And I feel super empowered. Now that I have this information, it's all right there. It's all in this location. So this is supposed to be a positive kind of practice that feels like it helps to open you up into that direction I've been talking about. So Uh, The three-part practice is super simple. The first part is the relaxing into. So the relaxing into is find somewhere comfortable to spend a bit of time in your house, in your bedroom, living room, wherever. You're gonna uh, either sit or lay down, again, just to be comfortable. And then you wanna make skin-to-skin contact with the scar. You want to touch the scar with your hand, touch, is such an important sense that we don't ever access. It's not just like, I'm going to put on my clothes, my makeup, brush my hair, put lotion on. You're actually taking the, the idea and you're saying this in your head or saying out loud that you're about to engage in something that is meaningful. Like maybe you're about to touch into something you've been avoiding consciously or unconsciously, but you, now you're making the choice to uh, you know open up to this process, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Yeah. So you really want to get that piece in and then the last piece is you want to close your eyes. You want to tone down the sense of sight, of vision, ramp up the sense of touch, and you just help that kind of internal bubble feel a little bit more you know, concise and clear. Um, the second part is the physical considerations I've been talking about. You want to gather as much physical information as you can. So like we've been speaking about, you want to feel into physically. Does this make you feel nauseous? Does this make you feel uncomfortable? What's going on physically? Do you get a head rush? Uh, you want to think about temperature of the area. Some places will be cold on the scar. Some places will be hot. It may make you hot. It may make you shiver. Uh, all of this needs to be understood. And then you also want to feel for areas of like ranging from numbness. I don't feel anything at all to hypersensitivity. I don't like touching that. Like you are describing earlier. Yeah. Then you want to, Get a hold of all the physical feeling, ropiness, tension, places of like puckering areas where the scar is obviously stuck. And you really want to kind of visualize that Spider-Man's web or that wads of gum that we were thinking about because it will be finding a stable point, which is the bone. So you want to gather all of that content as best you can. And then you want to shift into the, the third part, which is the emotional, energetic, Consideration where you are feeling out as much of the energy and of the emotion in the area. So, this is more abstract or potentially more subtle, which is why you got to be here and why you do the the physical stuff first. So, I like to give a really simple roadmap of how do I get into this kind of abstract thing is you want to think about yourself, the your life, your feeling, your energy, your vibe, the stuff going on in your head, inner dialogue, thoughts before the scar itself. This could be a very long phase, whatever it is. How are you feeling about yourself energetically, emotionally, what was going on? The third, uh, the second part in this roadmap is the during. There's always, always fear involved with the during, whether it's an accident or a surgery, there's fear involved, whether the, you know surgeon had listed out the range of complications rightfully so but it's still super scary terrifying and yeah totally and then there's relationship dynamics when you're in that state of fear you may have not felt like the hospital staff had treated you well even if their best intention was to give you all the love and compassion and be generous and kind and thoughtful maybe it didn't come out like that way cuz you're totally freaked out You want to assess if that's, you know, if that's there. And then also relationship dynamics between whoever you were uh, with that was taking care of you, spouse, friend, whoever, Yeah. feel all of that. And then the final phase in this is the after. Again, you're just energy vibe, feeling the quality of your thoughts. Do you look at yourself in the mirror? What do you do and don't do now? all of that needs to be considered in this phase. And it's again, it's anything from the, from the healing of the scar, which depending on where the scar is, could be not so great uh, to present day. And this gives you like a really full picture of the energy and of the emotion inside the scar because that physical binding of the scar is also grabbing all of that. And it's keeping like all of that kind of stuck and entangled in all of that tension. It's physical tension, holding but it's also the energy of all of that that I just described is still in there so once you have that information jot it down and that is your you know insight into what's going on you can really see okay like this stuff is still really present I thought I worked on it but there's still some pieces there or I didn't know that that was there at all I didn't feel that but now I do there's so many people that just go over this practice and they're like blown away of the impact of the of the scar and that gives you your confidence that's like oh I've really not trusted my body I really don't know what I'm doing but now things are starting to make a little bit more sense I can see how all of these things are interlinked in this cascade that has potentially happened yeah. so that's the simple practice that I can offer out perfect yeah love it
0: cool. awesome well <laughs> thank you so much for this last hour i literally cannot believe we've uh, managed to knock that out so quick like so so quickly it's an hour but you know what i mean um before we do go though can you please just let anyone know about any of your things it'll all go in the show notes but like where people can find you your programs the names websites whatever you want to whore out whore away <sighs>
1: So uh, my website and my Facebook group are the same name, so that makes it really easy. Uh, I have a very busy, thriving Facebook group, it's called the Radiantly Alive Woman. I go live in there twice a week. Right now, I've been doing a series for almost five months now where I talk about one scar in particular. So we've touched on all the scars we've already spoken about and, and a lot more, so you're welcome. All women are are welcome to join that group. Invite other women to the group so that they can have access to this information. It's so much information, but also actionable steps about what you can nice. do with each of these scars. It's not just the content with no yeah, helpful yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that is that is in there, and uh, that's also my website, theradiantlyalivewoman.com. Cool. And that's where you can find information about programs. I do, like I said, a group program. I have one running right now. The next one's going to start in January. And you can see my one-to-one information there. I also have an online course. If you want to know more about the, the you know, concept of physiology, the understanding of SCARs, it's called SCARs Matter. Stanford for uh, 27 uh, USD. Cool. And other than that, Instagram, YouTube, it's all the same name. Kendra Tutel, the Radiantly Live Woman. You'll find it all. I will make sure
0: all of them are in there so everyone can find it. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for this. That was an absolute blast. And I honestly think that hopefully uh, people will just suddenly get a far better idea that actually they might not be at their best through something as simple simple inverted commas as, as some old scars so um thanks for coming and doing this it's been ace yeah
1: thank you
0: my pleasure